Yeah, so I'll tell you about a typical day and how I write. So I have a full-time job and I have two kids that I have to take care of. So I'm usually doing kid stuff in the morning and then I'll do my job. And then I, when I finish at five, it's more of the kid stuff and getting dinner ready and family dinner time. And then after dinner, the kids will have some screen time and that's a good time for me to write. So whatever time I have, I just try to work on the task at hand at that mm-hmm. moment. And if I need more of a big chunk of time, then I'll do those types of tasks on the weekends when my husband can take the kids out for a little while. But I think you have to everyone has to do what works for them. You know, I, I can't write for five hours a day. I just don't have the time. So I just fit yeah. in when I can. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood. Because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. On this week's episode, I'm talking to Simone de Munoz. So Simone is a writer who writes dystopian or perhaps utopian fiction, depending on your perspective, where women drive the story and sometimes even run the world. I love that. So she holds a master's degree in public policy from UC Berkeley and a bachelor's degree in economics from MIT, where she uses in her day job as a data analyst at a nonprofit company. She's based in Silicon Valley and lives with her husband, two sons, and a dog named Fish. So her debut novel is called Man Flu, and it's a very interesting concept. I will let um, Simone describe it in this conversation, but I was so excited to talk to a working mom author who wrote her debut novel. I think that's so exciting and it shows that as working moms, we can pretty much do anything we set our minds to. If we have a dream to write a book, we can go out and do it. So without further ado, let's get started on this conversation with Simone and talk all things about writing her book, plus how she structures her time in order to pursue her passions. So let's get started. Hi, Simone. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, of course. So can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your family, your background, and anything else you want to share with them? Sure. Yeah. So I'll start with my career. I have an economics degree. And after getting that degree, I worked in Washington, D.C. in public policy research for a couple of years before getting my master's in public policy. And I went back to California for that master's. I'm from California originally. After earning my master's, I worked in analysis for about six years. And during that time, I had my older son and then I went to part time at that job. Then I had my younger son and I decided to stay home for a couple of years. So after two years at home, 
home, I wanted to go back to work and I really wanted to find the right opportunity where I could do meaningful work. And at that point, I looked for a role in the nonprofit sector. And that's where I work now. It's a nonprofit agency. I started off as the diabetes program coordinator. And then I was doing analysis work on the side, helping people with whatever numbers they needed crunched. And, and I created a new role for myself as an analyst at that agency. And, and I recently was promoted to chief analyst. So I've been at the agency now for four years. I work nearly full-time, 10 to five every day. And my kids are now almost seven and 10. I have two boys. I've been married for 14 years. I also have a boy dog. There's a lot of boy energy in the house. <laughs> and, oh, and of course, the reason I'm on today really is to talk about my book. <laughs> Can't forget that. In my spare time, my limited spare time, I enjoy writing. And my book, my debut novel, Man Flu, came out in March. And I'm really excited to talk about that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into that all about your book with you. So first, I just like to ask, so how did like 2020 and just being in the pandemic as a working mom and balancing family life and all of those things, how did that go for you? And do you have any takeaways to share? Yeah, so 2020, of course, was an intense year for everyone, but it was a unique year for me, particularly because I work at a nonprofit, as I just mentioned, and we were doing rental assistance and we have a food pantry. And I work in number crunching, but we were really short on volunteers because a lot of our volunteers are retired and they were in the at-risk groups. So they were unable to come in and help out. And I, even though I could do my regular job from home, I went in to help with the food pantry at the beginning of the pandemic. And that was really stressful, especially because we didn't have that much information about the transmission of the virus mm-hmm. in the beginning. We didn't even know about wearing masks. So I was cleaning everything, you know, disinfecting and just worried about possibly bringing the virus home to my family. But since I'm not in the high-risk group, I felt like that was something I needed to, uh, at least in the beginning, until we stabilized Hmm. what we were doing at work and were able to bring in some additional help. And after those first few months, now I've been working from home. So that's one thing. Also in in 2020, I was working on writing my novel, which is, it takes place after a pandemic. So that was a lot of pandemic going on at the same time. (laughs) I was researching pandemics. We were living through the pandemic. It was a lot. And, but luckily throughout the year, and this is my big takeaway, we had childcare. And my takeaway is the importance of childcare for making our lives work. We had an au pair and that's a program where the person comes from a different country and they live with your family. So mm-hmm. it was such a relief that we didn't have to bring in an outside caregiver. The person was with us and that felt really safe. The kids were taken care of when they weren't in school. I was able to work and I was still able to continue writing. Yeah. That's my takeaway from 2020 childcare. <laughs> that's key. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And so I know so many families lost childcare and had to kind of figure that out. But yeah, definitely. I think anytime you can enlist extra help to add to your village, I think that is super important and super key to kind of being less overwhelmed overall. <laughs> yeah. So our au pair had to go back to Spain and that was really stressful. This happened recently. Right now we have a babysitter for a few hours in the afternoon, but we're still looking for a more long-term situation. And it was definitely stressful when we had to figure that out recently. For sure. Yeah, I can imagine. 
So Simone, kind of transitioning a little bit to your writing, I'm just curious and interested, how did you get into writing? Like now you've written a book, which is amazing. That's so cool. What led you to want to write? Is it something you've always wanted to do? Or is it something more recent? Or just kind of like talk us through like your thought process and how you got to, you know, be a writer? Yeah, so I don't want to get too political, but I did start writing as a reaction to the 2016 election. I was so (laughs) mad, just feeling rage and anger with the way the election went. Yeah. And I channeled all of that into writing to get my feelings out in a healthy way. I know a lot of people say that they started writing as children. I was a big reader as a child. I was a kid with the maximum number of books checked out from the library every week. (laughs) But I didn't really start writing creatively. I mean, I've written professionally reports, that kind of thing, but um, not creatively until that moment. So I really credit that with getting me into the creative headspace. And it's such a good way to manage your feelings. Mm -hmm. And um, for this book in particular, I was, uh, I was prompted by actually the Me Too movement and how all these reports kept coming out about men in power and how they were doing truly terrible things. Mm -hmm. And the the thought started brewing in my mind, well, what if women were in charge? How would women handle things differently? And I started getting creative with that idea. And that's how I developed the idea for a pandemic that would only affect men to kind of move them out of the way and let women have a turn in power. Yeah, that is such a creative and interesting concept, but I love how you took it from real life events. I love that you got that inspiration and then sort of took it into your own creative idea. So yeah, can you talk a little bit more about the book and sort of the premise behind it? Sure. So Manaflu is about a world about 10 years after a pandemic that has killed or weakened men, leaving women in charge in all aspects of life and leaving them also to deal with the effects of what happens without men. You know, there's certain jobs that are more dominated by men. So now women have to fill those roles. And the main character is a vaccine researcher who really wants to find a vaccine for man flu because she feels that she doesn't want men to suffer. She wants men to continue. And the world is cannot continue without men either. So that's in her mind. And then she meets a handsome neighbor who has never had man flu. There's still some people out there who haven't been infected. and But she's married. So there's a tension there because she has the bedbound husband mm-hmm. who uh, has been weakened by man flu. But then there's this handsome neighbor. You know, she hasn't had that attention from men in a while. So how will she handle that? I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely at the end of the show, we'll let everyone know where they can go find it. Yeah. But there's, it's a thriller. So there's forces working against her to prevent her from finding the vaccine. Yeah. Sounds really cool. Like I'm very interested to read. I switch back and forth between like personal development books and fiction but I can't do like several personal development in a row. I feel like my brain gets too burned out. So then I throw fiction in there too. Hi mamas. I wanted to tell you about the course I am going to be launching. So this course is the Working Mom Collective Business Launchpad. And this is for you if you're looking for an actionable plan to build 
your online business, and that's whether you want to build a side hustle, an online business to replace your day job, or maybe you're a mom who's currently not working for any number of reasons. Maybe you left your job in the middle of the pandemic or something else like that. And you really want to build a plan for an online business that is straightforward and will take you from your idea to an actual action plan for moving forward. And so I really would recommend getting on this launch list because I'm going to be sending out some freebies and some special bonuses and a special discount for the people that join the wait list. So again, you can go to the workingmomcollective.com slash purpose to sign up and to find all of the other details about the course. Hope to see you on the inside, mamas. Well, I think fiction can be personal development too, because you're seeing the world from a different point of view. You're expanding your mind. I mean, they say that reading increases empathy. So I think there's a lot of value to reading fiction. Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So Simone, what would be your favorite part in the writing process as you go through and like develop your story or develop your book? The favorite part for me is the creative flow stage where you're working on the character profiles, you're thinking about crazy plot ideas and everything just flows and time passes and you're like, oh my gosh, was I just writing for two hours? How did that happen? You know, that flow state is really something special about writing for me versus when you have to go back and make all of it make sense and edit, (laughs) (laughs) that can be more painful. Yeah, definitely. I, I love that flow state even within like just work that you're doing when you find that work that really like resonates with you and you can just get into that flow state, it just becomes so much more rewarding. Yeah. So tell us about like a typical day for you when you plan to write, you know, write some chapters in your book. How do you structure your writing process? Do you have a structure for it? Yeah. So I'll tell you about a typical day and how I write. So I have a full-time job and I have the two kids that I have to take care of. So I'm usually doing kids stuff in the morning and then I'll do my job. And then I, when I finish at five, it's more of the kids stuff and getting dinner ready and family dinner time. And then after dinner, the kids will have some screen time and that's a good time for me to write. So whatever time I have, I just try to work on the task at hand at that Mm -hmm. moment. And if I need more of a big chunk of time, then I'll do those types of tasks on the weekends when my husband can take the kids out for a little while. But I think you have to, everyone has to do what works for them. I can't write for five hours a day. I just don't have the time. So I just fit in when I can. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. How, um, I suppose I would ask, did you like follow a process? Like, did you learn a process somewhere how to outline the book and put it together? I'm really interested in that because I think a lot of moms are like interested in starting to write, but they get sort of paralyzed by, like finding either finding the time number one or number two like they get paralyzed by structuring it so they have like this whole like massive project in front of them and they're just like they don't do anything because they're like I don't know what step to take first yeah that's a good question so when I first started the book I was just doing the free flow let the ideas flow out 
type of process, which worked up into a certain point. And then I hit a wall where I was like, okay, I don't know how to finish this. I know I need to add more words. I know more things need to happen, but I have no idea where to go from here. At that point, I got a book coach and the book coach got me to outline. I was resistant to outlining, but I think it is helpful. And there are different steps you can use. There are different types of outlines. There's an inside out, I think it's called the inside outline, which is part of the author accelerator outlining system. And the author accelerator is where I got my book coach. So that process worked for me. And that's something, you know, anyone can look up online that, that outline and hiring a book coach if they're interested. And that really got me to be able to complete the book working from that point. Also, I attended a writing conference. So I can talk about the the timeline for this book. I started writing in the summer of 2019. So totally before the pandemic. In February of 2020, I attended a writing conference in San Diego right before everything shut down. And so we already knew that there was this virus in Asia. It hadn't really affected the US much at that point, but we knew it was coming. And I met the person who would publish my book at that conference. And she said, you're writing about a pandemic right now. You have to finish this. (laughs) She was so excited. She wanted to publish it. So that gave me the motivation to continue writing. Yeah. And then a couple of months after that is when I hit that wall and ended up working with the book coach to finish it. Great. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's super important for, you know, moms to realize that it, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you can start, you know, you can start your project. And then like you did, if you run into a wall, there's always help out there to kind of push through and like get extra support. So it's like, if it's something that's really like a dream on their minds and, you know, that shouldn't be a barrier for them. Yeah. There's so many resources available. There's free resources. And, you know, there are things like attending a writing conference if you want to invest in in, more in that. Yeah, for sure. So what are just like three tips you'd give to moms today to help them get started on either like specifically like writing a book or just writing in general, like if it's something that they want to explore. Yeah. So I can mention some of those resources. One is the Am Writing podcast. I think that one is really great to listen to for tips about all aspects of the writing process. Um, There's also really good books about writing. There's On Writing by Stephen King. And just as a side note, he says that he doesn't outline, but I think if you're not (laughs) Stephen King, if you're not Stephen King, you might want to outline. (laughs) And there's Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, which is really a good writing book. I just read Jennifer Weiner's memoir, Hungry Heart, which is really good. So yeah, there's tons of resources available. And I think If you are a person looking to get into writing, use those resources, listen to a podcast, read a book, and then also join a writing group or get a writing buddy. I have a, I'm really lucky to have the best writing buddy. We'll show each other what we're writing, give each other comments. Mm -hmm. She edited so much of Man Flu just out of the kindness of her heart. And now I'm helping her. She's working on her first book. So that's something that's, that's really helpful too. And then I would say also set aside the time for it. If you've decided that this is something you want to do, schedule it in your calendar or somehow make it a priority. And like you would any other goal, work towards Mm -hmm. that goal. Like if it's a running goal, a writing goal, whatever it is, break that goal down and make it happen. Yeah, definitely. That's always helpful when you kind of break it into chunks, it becomes less and less overwhelming then. Yeah. For me, I had the goal to write a thousand words a week, which is really not that much. But I wanted to keep it realistic because then I know I knew I would do it. You know, if I set some kind of crazy goal, it wouldn't happen. 
but keeping it small like that made me feel like, okay, I have to, I have to stick to this. You know, there's, it's small enough that it feels silly not to do it. I know some people will also say to write every day, but I didn't do that. I I set a weekly goal because I think, especially as moms, our schedules can be so crazy that that's frustrating. You know, if you feel like you have to write every day and you can't because things come up, Mm -hmm. then that can lead you off of your goal. But if you keep it weekly and then you do have a longer chunk of time on the weekend or a little bit of time most days, then whatever your goal is, you can make that happen. I love that you mentioned that so much because yes, it is. It's just like, if you compare it to like exercising or like any other thing like that you want to do for yourself, like if you put pressure on yourself to like do it every day and then you don't hit that, then you kind of feel bad. But I love the way you put it, like just make a weekly goal that I think that's so key with working moms, moms in general. It's like, let's stop putting that pressure on ourselves to do something like all the time every day, because with everything going on, it's not going to happen most weeks, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm big on picking something that won't have you beating yourself up. (laughs) Definitely. I am 100% aligned with that. (laughs) So Simone, is there any other advice you'd like to give to moms today? Yeah, I mean, I think in, in that same vein, you know, do set a realistic goal. But I think also if it's not the right time, I see that I see people do that sometimes they're, you know, they have like three kids under the age of five and they want to run a marathon and write a book. And it's like, okay, your life is maybe not at that point right now. Yeah. You know, I think I'm a big believer in you can make anything happen, but maybe not all at the same time. You know, I did stay at home for a while with my kids. I work part-time. I, you know, there's a time for everything. It doesn't all have to be at once. So go easy on yourself. And, you know, maybe that marathon or that book needs to happen when your kids are a little older or at some other time. And that, and that's okay. Definitely. Yes. I, I love that too. Yeah. I think it, it all comes down to like different seasons of life. And just kind of like going with what what season we're in right now. So thank you. So I just have a couple of more questions for you, sort of like a little lightning round that I ask every guest. So the first one is, what is something you consider to be a non-negotiable practice for you that you have to do every day? So something that makes you start your day on a positive note or end your day on a positive note? For me, I have to get outside. I'm a California girl. I need the sun. I need the fresh air and I need to move. So I start my day with walking my dog and just getting that exercise and fresh air and hopefully sun. (laughs) Yeah. I would love to live in a warm climate. So I'm jealous of that. (laughs) So what is your favorite working mom hack that would get you through a hectic or difficult day? Um, I'm big on having meals planned or at least roughly planned so that it's not five o'clock and I'm like, uh, what are we going to eat for dinner? Because <laughs> I do all the cooking. I do all the cooking in my house. So here I'll, I'll throw in some meal tips here. Sure. <laughs> Nothing to do with the writing, but okay. I throw in a pack of chicken breasts into the crock pot with a bottle of barbecue sauce and nobody complains about that. Nice. <laughs> and then here's the, the double extra hack. You can use that to make barbecue chicken pizza later in the Ooh. week. And that is a big hit too. That's my recent finding of quick cooking and crowd pleaser. I love that. Yeah. Kind of repurposing the the meal. So it's like, it kills two birds with one stone. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. Who would be your favorite, like a favorite author 
or expert podcaster, someone who's really influenced you? In terms of the writing, I would have to say the M writing podcast. That one is, is really just so full of, of good tips trying to think of others. Well, I haven't mentioned yet is bookstagram on Instagram. So that I wouldn't say a specific person, but there's so many good accounts with writing tips. So I haven't mentioned that resource yet for for people who are interested in writing. If you look up the different hashtags, like writing tips, writing community, bookstagram, all of that on Instagram is really helpful. Okay. Sounds great. I'll have to check that out too. And is there anything you're currently working on now that you're really excited about or anything that's going to be coming up in the future? Well, I'm taking a break from writing novels because that was intense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But right now I'm working on shorter pieces. I really like writing personal essays. I've also been playing with short stories a little bit. I have a couple of essays on different blogs like um, sandwiches and psych meds and blunt moms. So I'm hoping to be able to write more of those personal essays and put that out. It's the great thing about that is you get into your flow state, you write it, and then it's done. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's not a big book project. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And then where can the listeners find you online? Where can they pick up your book? Like give us all of that good information so people can go and check you out. Yeah, I have a website, simondemunoz.com. I'm on Instagram at the same handle, at simondemunoz. You can find my book on Amazon and wherever else you get your books also. It's Man Flu. It's a very timely book, but also it's a fun escape. So I think everyone will really enjoy reading that. Perfect. And yeah, we'll also include all of those links in the show notes so people can go just can go click right to them and find all those, um, the website and your socials and the links to the the books um, where you can buy the book. So thank you so much, um, Simone, for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed this conversation. I love just talking to moms about dreams they've sort of fulfilled. Like writing a book is a dream for a lot of moms, right? So it's just awesome to like talk to someone and get all of that like backstory and information about how you did it. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoy that too. I know a lot of people have started asking me questions about the process. So I also like sharing that information and helping other people. Actually, a friend of mine ended up signing a deal to publish her book with the publisher that I'm using, you know, since I've started putting all my information about my book out there. So Mm -hmm. that was really gratifying to see somebody else publish their book too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. If we can just continue to inspire other women to pursue their dreams, I think that's really what I love talking about on this podcast. So really that, that is really my passion. (laughs) That's great. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Yes. You as well. I would be so, so grateful if you went and left a rating and review of the podcast. So Apple loves it when you rate and review the podcast that you love listening to. And it would just mean the world to me if you went over and left a rating and review for the podcast. 
So that way our show can be introduced to more working moms that really, really can gain positivity from these episodes that can teach them something. So if you go and leave a rating and review, I would be so grateful. And just thank you again for continuing to listen every week. You are the reason why I continue to talk into this microphone for this podcast. Without you, I wouldn't have the podcast. So thank you so much.